Hello, everybody. In this episode, I have podcast host and stand-up comedian Hal Sadie. We talk about his journey, starting off as a as a both podcast host and comedian, and also about life in general. It is my pleasure to have him here on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Halil. Thanks for having me on, man. It's, it's great to be here. Or you also like to um, go by Hal, you know? So, yeah, I go by Hal because it makes life easier for everybody. It's, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, uh, when people see my name spelled out, they're like, oh, wait. So, they like, I tell them my name, Halil, and then they see it spelled out, and then they automatically, like, revert to like oh it's with a k khalil no no i'm like no no i, I explained it the first time but it, so it uh is it middle eastern yeah yeah it's uh so it's arabic but so my my parents are originally from uh lebanon not my dad was born in lebanon and my mom's parents were born in lebanon she was born in costa rica but like she like mm-hmm. grew up with the lebanese heritage stuff oh that's really cool um so do you speak Arabic? Uh, only bad words. Like I, I honestly, <laughs> I, uh, when I was younger, my grandma uh, used to like mix a bunch of, uh, let's say Arabic mixed with English, mixed with French. So she would use a lot of Arabic in there and I would understand everything she would say. But mm-hmm. uh, right now I don't remember most of it. Like I, I know a few words that she would like often use like, yeah, I heard that Arabic is actually kind of they have similar words to Spanish. Really? Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I I was I met somebody from like from there or that spoke Arabic and they're they yeah. like I, I like the days I think. Okay. All right. So I, I, th- those are words like, that I don't remember, um, but Yeah, well, I mean, makes maybe like <laughs> it's kind of like in Latin words. <laughs> Mm-hmm. um the cultures yeah you, know, you, you speak spanish right i do my both my parents are uh, me- from mexico and okay. uh they moved here to chicago and uh but they they only spoke spanish at home okay Even today, they only speak spanish okay so yeah I, I live here in chicago uh what what was it like growing up uh like what, like at home you only spoke Spanish right so like when you went out and like to like what to school and stuff like that did you have any like sort of base to fall back on with English or or was it just like learn as you go I don't know I kind of I remember learning uh like watching cartoons oh really okay yeah it's a weird thing because at home you know you're like five and under and all you know is parents and uh what they speak but then mm-hmm. they would have cartoons on the tv and i just picked them up okay so strange right like the like the baby how babies can just absorb anything mm-hmm. Almost yeah sponges yeah and yeah. i'm like living testament i just picked up english from cartoons that's awesome, so like man. by the time i hit preschool i just was ready i just like yeah yeah english <laughs> that's yeah. awesome yeah the, when when i was growing up so my my dad would speak, uh, we, I talked to my dad in English and then my mom, I talked to her in Spanish. So like, uh, it was great. Like growing up, it's like, oh, you know, I learned two languages, but it kind of messed me up in terms of like, I think, uh, I, I would say Spanish is my first language, but 
my wiring is like in English. So it took me a long time to actually like write in Spanish because I like I think it was like ninth grade. It was when I was I learned how to like write prose in Spanish. I'm like, oh, this is a long time for me to learn this. Like I've been in school for a while now. <laughs> yeah, it's you know anybody who speaks multiple languages really like they're intelligent, like highly intelligent people because they have to like decipher like who they're talking to and like what context they're using and what language they're using. Because um, I still have relatives that mm-hmm. only speak Spanish and you know, it's like, who am I talking to? Who, who is my audience in a way? Like, how do I, like, where, like, how do I elicit a, the emotion I want? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And well, you know, somewhere I saw that most language or most communication is body language. Yeah. Like, yeah, we, you know, we pick up unconsciously on yeah. how people are breathing like, words are only like seven percent if i remember that right the yeah thing, there's right? that that stat right like yeah. words are only very little percentage mm-hmm. yeah so the title of your podcast forgive and forget yeah yeah uh, it, when, where did that come from um you know what's funny like uh i just didn't know what to name the podcast and uh like i I guess it sounds sort of religious in some ways, but it like, I'm not a religious person though. So like, I, you know, I believe in God and all that and all of that, but it's, I, I didn't, uh, not like the rules, like, Oh, this is, yeah. Rule. Like the 10 commandments and all that. I'm like, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, I'll follow a few of them, but there's like other ones. I'm it like, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but I, I honestly don't re- like, I don't remember what, why I named it that way. All I know is like, Oh, forgive and forget. I, I guess that sounds good. And then that's what I named it. And I started like, cause I, I think I, I initially started like uh Halu, like my parents used to call me Halu. So like, I'm like, Oh, Halu's podcast. And that, that's what I started calling it initially. And then I'm like, well, that can't really be my, the name of the podcast. I'm like, I'll, I'll just give it some name. And then that's the one that's stuck. And I I've done it. I don't even know. I think it's, I've, I've been doing it for like five years now. And I'm like, well, I, at some point I wanted to like to change it, but I, I don't remember how to change the name or anything like that. Yeah. So I just left it that way. Well, it's a good, it's a good uh, title, you know, for getting, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, Thanks, it's simple. It's that. simple, yeah. but it's also like meaningful with, and uh, yeah, it, well, yeah, I, with that title, you know, I would, well, you know, I, I've heard your podcast and it's mm-hmm. like, um, almost like very five minutes, um, yeah. not, not that many minutes, but it's a good way to, a good reminder to like, you know, start your day and look on like the bright side of life. Yeah. That, that's, that's kind of my, uh, my outlook on, on it. Like, it's like, yeah, I'll, like my point is like, just bring some positive to your day as, as much as I can. And then. I try to keep it short, especially like I, I was doing it once a, a week for forever until like, I, I want to say about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And then I was, uh, Ed, are you familiar with Russell Brunson? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, yeah. I listen to him. Too. So I was reading one of his books and he's like, well, if you do a podcast for every day for a year, you, you'll like, you'll be set financially or whatever. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Cause I'd heard that before, but, but until like a month ago, I, I, I was reading the book and then it hit me. I'm like, oh, 
maybe I should try that. And the, the other thing is like what, where I live, the, the, the standup comedy scene is uh, still growing. So I, 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 I was in LA for eight years, I want to say seven, eight years. I don't remember. And I used to do comedy like between five to seven times a week. And where I live now, I can do it three times a week, which is pretty good. But I, I, I'm someone that needs the repetition constantly. And uh, so I'm like, oh, maybe this will be good because uh, I can. It's not the same as stand up because I don't have an audience, but at least I'm putting in the same energy I put into stand up when I do it. So like it gives me that kind of practice at the same time. So I'm like, well, if I'm going to do, be doing this every day, I'm not going to waste people's time and like be doing like a 30 minute thing. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then they don't know what they're listening to. So I'm like, well, let's at least let's make it like five minutes. So it's like something if they're tuning in, it's just five minutes. And like, I'm, I'm trying to make something positive, like for everybody. And then it's like, you know, like a little quick sprinkle of whatever, you know, just to bring some positivity to it. That's, that's kind of my, my goal to it. And if someone laughs in the, in the middle of it, even better. Right. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, you brought up, uh, you do stand-up comedy and really that's kind of like your um, main focus almost. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, so I, I moved to the, to the U S from Costa Rica around nine years ago. And initially I wanted to do com like I knew, like, I knew comedy was what I wanted to do, but I, I didn't know which type. Like I, um, I, I, I initially I thought of like acting, so I started doing that, and people kept saying, "Oh, you should do stand up." I'm like, "Really? That seems like it's really hard. I, like it's just you on stage by yourself, and I don't even know what to talk about." But like, uh, people mentioned it enough times. I'm like, you know what? I guess I, I mean, if they're saying it, there must be some truth to it. So I tried it out, and I actually. I took a, like a public speaking course just to, cause I'm like, I'm deathly afraid of like, like you, you're in the Marines. Like that's something that like, it's tough. Right. And, and I'm like, uh, I'm looking at like speaking on stage as like, Oh man, I, I'd rather do something else. Not, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So I'm like, okay, I got to get some sort of base here just to have something to fall back on. So I did a public speaking course. It was like a week long thing for every day. And then after that, I'm like, okay, I can do this. And so I'm like, after that, that's why I'm like, okay, I went to, uh, I think the, the improv in, in Hollywood. And that's where I did my first open mic, which I don't usually recommend people do. Cause it's like a bigger comedy club. There's, there's people watching like the talent there. And if, if you're, if it's your first open mic, it's what, what it's most like, like 90% of the time, I bet you it's not going to be good, so, but it, it was a good experience though. I had a good time. That is awesome that you just, you just went to the deep end. You pretty yeah. much dove in the deep end <laughs> yeah. and um, yeah, you know, you, you probably, most people, it's not recommended to just jump in, but yeah, that's, I feel like that's where you learn if you can swim or not. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's, it's definitely, it, it's definitely, the, the, that's, I think that's the best metaphor. Like if you're not, if you can't float, at least it's not going to go well for you. So it, it, you'll learn at least to you float learn. in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. It's a good, yeah, it's a good learning experience. And so now how long have you, you know, you said that was seven years ago? Or Sorry about that. It cut off. Well, yeah, what you were you it was saying? seven years ago when you uh 
So I moved to LA about, I, I think nine years ago and I, I lived there for seven years. Um, yeah, seven years and I've, I've been in, yeah, I lived there for seven years and I've been in, in Southern Utah for two, for the, for the last two years. But you grew up in Costa Rica. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up in Costa Rica. I, I had an interesting upbringing. So my, my dad grew up in Canada. So like three to four months out of the year and up until I was 13, I would spend like, I would spend them in Canada slash uh, Michigan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Michigan, I mean, that's near me. Yeah. Um, and I used to live in Wisconsin too. Mm -hmm. uh, it's Midwest, right? It's uh, yeah. pretty, They're pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah. You know, football. Football, <laughs> snow. I guess you get, you get the wind in, in Chicago there, but um but yeah, also, Wisconsin, yeah, Wisconsin's football, uh, yeah, <laughs> breweries. <laughs> How long were you in Wisconsin for? I actually, so I moved from Chicago around like ten years old. Mm -hmm. so that was originally where we lived, and I moved. I got there, and I remember was, I was in the third grade, and then I went from third grade all the way to high school, and then in high school, I enlisted into the or after high school like a year after high school, I enlisted into the Marines. So, so like you pretty much. Yeah. Let's go. Well, after high school. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, it was either, you know, college getting a job or, you know, being a badass Marine as I thought. <laughs> um, so like shit, I want, I want to be physically fit because I was always heavier set um, growing up and I'm like, Oh, well this, this job will keep me fit. Yeah. And, you know, and they have a bunch of like benefits like the GI Bill. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. They, I just knew that it's a good opportunity. And yeah, uh, I was in 2015. 2015. How long were you in there for? Until 2019. Four years. Okay. Four years. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Did you watch uh, a lot of movies and be like, oh, that looks cool? Or was it more of a. So actually. Uh, once I started, once I had the idea and like knew I was going to enlist, I started, I got, I got into a phase of like watching like war movies and they're mm -hmm. like all so honorable and, mm -hmm. and like, uh, what is it? Unshakable was one that came yeah. out like around time. American Sniper was, was yeah. big around that time Okay, that I was enlisting. Um, yeah. Like uh, Lone Survivor, mm -hmm. a bunch of those. I'm like, okay. oh. Oh, I'm gonna be a badass. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are those movies are more like special forces, Navy SEALs. Yeah, Marines. They're, I mean, they're cool. I've heard the because I I never served in the military, but I've heard people say like the Marines already are like the uh, they're all like I think it was like Marines are already special. We don't need a special forces division in the Marines or something like that. They, they, they do have that now, but I think I, like, and at some point that's what they thought. Right. Well, Marines have a lot of like pride, I guess that's the mm -hmm. proud, the few, the proud, right. At the mm -hmm. Commercials though. Yeah. They pride themselves on being, you know, the toughest branch of the military and they do have higher standards than the other branches, at least, um, you know, like in their testing, they got the three mile run pull up like 20 pull-ups and crunches, like oh, okay. which is higher standard and yeah uh yeah they just pride themselves 
did you uh have to uh like ramp up your like training regiment before you get got into the marines or, or were you already like feeling really good uh physically when you got there no i had i i had to be a certain weight um so yeah i did have to like at least make the weight and then uh and then uh you know i don't know if you could hear like i live in the city so there's mm -hmm. like city life outside yeah 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 <laughs> but uh yeah um you know I, i did amp up and but it's it's not that hard you know i, I did sports too i did wrestling mm -hmm. um like my like senior year of high school okay and that kind of helped me if anything i, yeah, I didn't do sports like my whole you know growing up competitively but i just wanted to work out mm -hmm. and uh yeah it's, it's good uh it builds it builds at least the military does kind of build that habit now now i do feel kind of off if i don't like get something in like a workout in yeah. um for the most part and you do you do meet a lot of people in the military a lot a lot of different walks of life i got to go to japan okay um and were like, you stationed there yes i was stationed in okinawa japan okay how was that that um japan is you know very like very nice culture um very clean um low i i believe it's like has the lowest crime rates one of the countries with the lowest crime rates you could literally leave like your backpack out and nobody will touch it wow okay i saw like a social experiment video once mm -hmm. some like youtuber posted and yeah he uh he like left the backpack out or something and nobody touched it and it's true um japan um you know hear the news hear the news in america like kind of likes to like put headlines out there yeah but uh in japan i like i heard they don't really want to like show their like air that like yeah show the world like their shit so okay. yeah things do happen right but they're not like the culture that kind of like shows it mm -hmm. and in a way i feel like because you don't see it so much they don't like air it out so much um people don't find it normal to okay behave a certain way okay and you just see more you know respect and um somebody else says that japan like you know you hear things like honor and stuff mm -hmm. like they're a big honor society yeah um they like their language depends on who you're talking to there's words for who you're talking to really yeah it's it's uh yeah it's 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 a unique language it's sometimes it's tough for people to learn it because it's like it's not like anything else mm-hmm Did did you learn some Japanese while you were there? Just the swear words. <laughs> no, just just kidding. They they actually, you know, they don't have many swear words um like the traditional sense like like we do. But mm -hmm. uh I learned I learned uh you know, good morning, thank you, which is uh, arigato. Mm -hmm. Uh good morning is Ohio, like the state. Okay. Okay. Oh, Ohio gozaimasu is to be more uh, formal. More like formal. morning yeah they, they do arigato gozaimasu too right arigato gozaimasu yes to like in a formal setting um yeah they're very uh i yeah it's good good culture have you done much traveling um i i've done traveling um mostly to the the u.s and then like i did some central american traveling but that's about it uh i uh i haven't left the american continent yet 
So that that's in in the in the in the works. But at the moment, I've I've done a lot of like American traveling in terms of like the 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 U.S. Like I've I've been I think I've been to like between thirty uh, twenty to thirty states. I'm not sure. I I haven't kept count. Like, but somewhere along those lines. So I find I find it interesting. The each state is kind of its own country. So um, I've been doing a bunch of that and. Um, I've I've always wanted to go to Japan because uh, when I was growing up, I, I watched. I, did Did you watch a lot of anime? I watched uh, Dragon Ball Z. And yeah, I watched a bunch of that, and then uh, Saint Seiya, and uh, like there was like three or four animes that I watched growing up, and that, that always and I always loved watching them in Japanese with like subtitles because the way the the Japanese voice actors do the thing is. So so different than like like the Spanish translation or the English translation. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch these anymore in, in any other language other than Japanese because I never understood what they were saying. But it was always really fun, just like the inflection that they put in the like the the emotion that they put into everything is is really cool. Yeah, that I I, uh, I get that sense too. Um, it's the original authenticity of the mm-hmm. of the pro- of the show. You know, it was intended to be in Japanese. Um, it, that's the original. So even even like I watch movies that were made in America, and mm-hmm. then some like the the Spanish translation is not the same. No, it, it's it it it, it kind of loses the original meaning, right? It does. Yeah, you, you it doesn't make like that emotional sense, like um, where it's just more like the the literal translation, but like culturally you know the humor like things might have been meant to, to be a joke um yeah. in spanish it's like not funny yeah yeah that, that happens a lot uh, that, i that's why i always like to watch stuff in the original language like I, i'm i'm lucky to be able to speak english and spanish so whenever there's something in spanish i'll watch it in spanish and then whenever there's something in english i'll watch it in english and because like like you've done like you've done yourself like if you watch the the movie in a like a translation it's like it's it's not the same like it like especially like i remember looking at like just in the the title of the movie they would always change the title cuz i guess the i heard somewhere that they would name the movie after like the the premise of the movie instead of just like what the the title is it would be they would put something like the meaning of something of uh what i don't i don't remember the name but it was like it's literally let jerry Maguire. that that's the name of the movie you don't have to change anything right and but they would always like go a different route with it yes um you you broke out for a second oh what where uh what's the last thing you heard that uh well that yeah the the titles of the movies yeah Um, so different languages so yeah like for example for example i I, the 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 example that always came to my mind was always like jerry Maguire. like jerry Maguire is pretty straightforward right like jerry Maguire is the name of the guy the name of the movie that's it we don't need to dive deeper into that but then in spanish the name was i don't remember the exact name but it was like the meaning of love in in circumstance i don't know i'm making that up right but but it's like uh that's not the name of the movie but 
I guess if that's what you want to call it, then okay. But I guess the like they give the the titles a specific uh, like name based on like the plot of the movie or or something like that. So it's like they 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 have different ways of doing things in every single aspect, which is like okay, I understand this different cultures, but I don't know. It's like if if there's a joke you know, try to make the joke translate somehow. And if it doesn't translate, I guess, then, you know, there's no way to do that or make a different joke in Spanish. I don't know, but that, that still relates to the, to the, yeah, it's, it's really cool. And I, you know, as, as the internet is uh, out there now, we're going to start seeing a lot more movies that are going to be tailored to be international. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be interesting to see how big, you know which which movies like capitalize on, mm-hmm. on like that their movies are going to be more e- easily accessible to uh yeah. to a, like different cultures yeah and uh like squid game you know you, you you heard about that show i'm familiar with it but i haven't seen it all i know is that it's like super violent <laughs> it is it's super violent it's south korean mm-hmm. and uh it's popular to us as americans um and but it's just like they were able to kind of keep kind of pretty much keep it authentic because all the actors are are South Korean. Yeah. And uh, in, a, in a way, make it um, a good show for, for us, for other cultures. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I guess maybe humans are like inherently violent. So yeah, they just like seeing, but it's, it's a, it's a cool show. Yeah. It's, I've heard great things about it. Uh, I just, I haven't sat down to watch it though, but you're right. Human, I think human beings are inherently violent. If you really think about it, war has been a part of humanity. I think ever since like humans, we know of humans existing, right? So it's, it's interesting to know. I think, you know, yeah, we're, some people are, are like stuck in survival mode. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is. A lot of people either grow up like in a lack kind of mentality like oh there's not enough for all of us Mm -hmm. or like it starts i think in the family unit like if rivalries amongst uh, siblings for like the parents attention Mm -hmm. um, and then it you know it grows it goes into like the higher in the in their communities um competition for the pretty girl or yeah clothes um and but you know as as we're evolving uh, hopefully um, more people are trying to be better humans and you know like hey uh, let me open the door for you let me uh be be a good person yeah um but yeah well yeah it's very it's very primal right uh like trying mm-hmm. to be uh violent yeah but you know there people people are um you know they're they're going through shit that you know trying to look at the, uh, uh, from a perspective of like compassion i guess mm-hmm. you know, everybody's got something going on right like there's a different world in everybody's brain so you gotta be mindful of that right definitely yeah there's no excuse right to murder but mm-hmm. um that's like the most horrible thing in society yeah. yeah but still you know or even just unjustified wars mm-hmm. that's a big contra- controversy right yeah it's uh it's you know it's it it's sucks that that sort of stuff happens but it's also like hard to like 
know like because there's so much nuance to everything right like like if you really like like do a black and white sort of thing you get to like oh okay it's this or that then there's no no in between but if you really think about it like there's definitely most things aren't like just this or that it's like there's something in the middle and then there's a bunch of different uh things that happen in between that like take it to be there right so it's right there's no black and white like mm -hmm. Like in, even in murder, like if you did it in self-defense, yeah, you very know. different, right? Yeah, like uh, you know they have the the kid that uh, had to shoot mm -hmm. uh, three people. Yeah, um, and he and he was uh, found not guilty, mm -hmm. um, which is you know an example. Yeah, and yeah, I saw some something on the news about him. He. He seems like a like a good kid. Like he was out there, you know, trying to defend the park, like a, a, a auto shop, because mm -hmm. uh, the owner had like five cars burn. Oh wow! Okay. And um, yeah, the night before, so he it's actually pretty close to me. It's in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Really? Okay. It's yeah. Like two hours away, an hour and a half. Wow, that's that's not long at all, man. Oh yeah, man. Like here in Chicago, it was it was chaos around those times. Wow. Yeah. Or even in the city, uh um people like we had gangbangers out in the Walgreens really? defending Walgreens. Oh wow, <laughs> that's crazy, man. Like when the gang members have to defend the Yeah, uh, that that's when you know like something's going wrong. <laughs> right. Well, like that's the form of the hood vigilante. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and cuz police were overwhelmed, but eventually like police started to be in front of the pharmacies. Yeah. And um yeah, it's it's very controversial. Like I live in a in like a pretty sketchy part. I mean, my family. I'm Hispanic, so mm -hmm. I blend in. I'm I'm yeah. like afraid of my life, or I don't yeah. like that. But um, yeah, it's just like I I appreciate law enforcement. I was a military police officer in the in the. Yeah. I like I know we need police force. Like yeah, you can't get rid of them. It's a hard job. Yeah. It it's like it's, it's literally I, I would say one of the hardest jobs ever, if not the hardest. I mean, there's it's a to me at least it's in like the top five of the hardest jobs ever. Stressful. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, yes, there's the bad apples that give everybody else a bad name. Yeah. But the vast majority of them are decent people trying mm -hmm. to, you know, serve the community. Yeah, trying to protect everybody, right? Yeah, right. There's the people that, you know, have like a power trip and like, mm -hmm. this is my badge. Yeah. <laughs> Those are like not the best examples. Yeah. There's people, there's humble police officers out there that mm -hmm. put their uniform there's, on. With if you really think about it, there's always a bad apple here and there in any type of situation. The only thing is like for police officers, when there's a bad apple, it's very public. So, yes. It sucks when that happens. Right. Yeah. There, there's bad apples in like doc, doctors who, you know, take mm -hmm. advantage of being a doctor or. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, for, for sure, police officers are put on the media a lot. It's almost like it's a political agenda, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, especially like the last, I want to say the last four years at least like the, everything 
even if there was like a like a big agenda before everything now has like this microscope like okay we're gonna go exactly for this little piece right there and if it doesn't go that way then they're like either not going to talk about it or you know find some way to like divert something you know it, it's the it's it's a crazy times yeah like the the rittenhouse case mm-hmm. you know they they defamed him <laughs> Because yeah. the you know the trial showed that all the stuff that they were saying wasn't true. Mm-hmm. He said you know he's a white supremacist. Yeah, that he you know was like wasn't supposed to be there. A bunch of like lies. They they blame mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it just shows. It just shows. Yeah, I don't watch the news like that. Yeah, neither do I. I don't pay much attention to them. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> So you said you were in the in the military police. What what, what does that? What 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 do you what do you gotta do when you're like the police for the Marines? Like do you have to, like oh, mostly a bunch of people it's, up. It's a glorified uh, security guard. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's kind of what. I, um. So I, yeah, it's it's really like on base. You know, you enforce the law on the bases on the military mm-hmm. bases. But they they had two sides. They had a like the side that does it, the traditional police uh, duties mm-hmm. and like you would find in a town city, but then there's like the military police that get trained to go to uh, like a combat zone okay. and do like for field for insects and uh, you know, um, take uh, fingerprints off IEDs Ooh, okay. or work with canines, work with okay. the, the uh, canines that, uh, you know, go sniff for bombs, explosives, mm-hmm. Um, the, yeah, so there's two sides. And in Japan, I was part of a, a unit that was on the combat side. Training. Okay. I didn't, um, fortunately didn't have to see combat, mm-hmm. but we, in Japan, we were uh third law enforcement battalion, okay. which, um, you know, prepared for in case, you know, yeah, you were ready to go if, if they needed it. Yeah. yeah. It, it was, you know, things got spicy in the Pacific. Mm-hmm. we were there okay and actually one time north korea was training like with nukes and i really mean on or with uh, not nukes with missiles but but like a a lot of dangerous stuff (laughs) yeah you know they're they're always talking big game big uh a big uh thing so uh yeah one day actually i got a alert on my phone while i was in japan like like an emergency alert, like a missile just like ah. passed us yeah. or something. Like a trajectory was like, just flew right near us. Wow, man. <laughs> and like, it just goes to show like, by the time I see my cell phone alert, I would probably have gotten hit by a missile. <laughs> We're yeah. so close. Yeah, yeah, it's already too late. <laughs> well, yeah, even the South Korea, South Korea has like, they're right there, Seoul. It's like right couple hours away from north korea mm-hmm. and like the way their their city is set up like their skyscrapers are set up it's almost like a like a like a fort really yeah the city you know they're so close they're, wow. they're, a, they're a military society yeah like every male has to serve in the in the military oh really every single male has, oh i didn't know that That's... yeah unless you could like or like a politician's son or like a soccer mm, player get away with it you get like you get waived mm. but most men males like for Actually, like two years that, for two years 
do you follow soccer by the way i do yeah do you know uh there's a player that plays for tottenham i don't know if he still plays for tottenham yeah uh, still like uh, uh his last name is son i don't remember his first name but i remember he uh, there was a point like he had to have leave from playing soccer because he had to serve in the in the south korean military and that's Wow. pretty interesting like that now that you mentioned he didn't get that, away I, I, no he didn't no he didn't get away and he's like one of the biggest celebrities in, in south korea so there's no getting around to it it seems unless like you, you got some sort of politician an excuse yeah good excuse yeah um yeah it's but south korea you know it's also a very interesting uh culture very you know it's cool cool to see um yeah and you know being a son of immigrants in america mm-hmm. yeah. um i kind of like it's like i'm just i don't have that like tradition or like that root because i've i'm yes my heritage is from mexico but yeah I grew up in south chicago yeah um like so i'm just like floating around and it's cool because i get to be open-minded yeah not be so attached to my cultural identity mm-hmm. and it's like okay you know in this culture this is a cool thing to do and another culture or even you know even in like class societies like that america is like in this circle it's cool to do this yeah and uh and in the, in the other circle it's it's like despised or like completely uh, not allowed <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's interesting to see right just what's what one part of the the culture sees is like oh it, this is uh this is amazing and then so, the other part is like completely like oh no this is un completely unacceptable it's like oh uh, it's kind of interesting just to see like what brought them to see it this way and then what brought them to see it that way right it's like completely different paths and it's and it's weird because they're both right from their per- both yeah. their perspectives. Yeah. And I think that's what uh, we lack a lot in America. It's like, you know, Democrat or like whatever political party you choose, mm-hmm. like they have a point because, you know, maybe where they grew up, they do face injustice through mm-hmm. racism. And yeah. the conservatives also have a point because maybe where they grew up, they didn't really have a, they didn't see racism. So, yeah. you know, and like, yeah, I just try to keep open-minded. Like, I, I'm a Mexican kid from Chicago that went to the Marines. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm just in a, a sea of different. Yeah. Different. And um, I guess all I can say is I hope or, you know, I pray, you know, my country prospers. Yeah. And I'm part of it. Like, yeah, I mean. Whatever happens. Anybody that, that is an American or lives in America should have that mindset right but some people want it to burn just because it's not the way they want it to be right so they have that sort of like mindset but it's like no no we want it to be prosperous because if it's prosperous everybody's involved right. i'm on like the it. same boat yeah we're I'm on the, the same team yeah. boat to the sink yeah wherever the captain is mm-hmm. um and oh yeah yeah i guess so are you are you like uh spiritual Spiritual, yeah. Uh, I I don't usually use that word because people get a little. Uh, but but yes, I I am spiritual. It's believe in uh, higher power. Yeah, yeah. Like I, 
to me, I, I believe in God, right? But like some people have a an aversion to that. So like the word. Mm-hmm. So, but but to me, I, I don't have a problem with it. Like I, to me, God is is there, and like I I see it in so many things, and then other. But I understand why people would say like, oh, why? How could you believe there's a God if this is happening or this is happening? And then I, then I say like, I I see where you're coming from, but in my life, like there's there's been so many things that have happened that I, I can't um, describe or explain. Yeah, and and I can't say otherwise, right? Like it's like, oh, I, I don't know how did that happen, but it's there, so it's. Yeah, and even Russell Brand, you know, he's a recovering uh, addict, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is cool that you brought him up. Uh, I I like him because of that. Um, I ha- had my own struggles with addiction, yeah. and uh, he's just like the poster child of addiction recovery. <laughs> yeah, so, he, he's, he's an interesting celebrity. Dude. Yeah, and he has a podcast and talks about you know spiritual topics. Yeah, and uh. uh specifically using like the 12 step model mm-hmm. of uh you know recovery mm-hmm. um which you know they use the word higher power yeah they do also but it's like whatever you choose you know yeah whatever you want to believe yeah it um god or higher power manifests in your life mm-hmm. it could be like through nature like you know the yeah. ocean or uh the wind blowing like that is higher yeah. power that yeah, is, that, there's something that you can't control there and it's out of your hands and it's beautiful, right? Like there's no other way to describe any of that sort of stuff. Like anything nature related, it's just beautiful and something, something did that. Do I know what? No, but it's, you know, like there's a, there's, well, I guess in, in recovery, right? You kind of, you know, the first couple, three steps, it's like, you know, trying to like humble the person mm-hmm. almost yeah to, like accept like okay i have a i have a problem i mm-hmm. either you know whatever it is alcohol uh sex um drugs mm-hmm. it's like okay yeah you know i i have a problem it's time to it's this you know the, the show's over i gotta like yeah you gotta acknowledge up. it yeah. yeah and then it's like okay i can't do this alone because i've been trying to do it alone my whole time my whole my whole life let me accept mm-hmm. the help of other people yeah and not just other people because they're special but because we're all in it together and you know let me grow in this process to be connected to mm-hmm. something that is bigger than me yeah because you know addiction recovery is you know something very interesting yeah it's i I can't, I can't even imagine like what it's like to go through something like that. Cause uh, like, you know, I've, 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 I used to drink a lot of alcohol, but whenever I would say, Oh, I don't want to drink anymore. It was like, Oh, I could stop. But it's like, I haven't had the, the situation where I, like, I feel like I need to do something like that just to, mm-hmm. to function as a human being, it seems. So it's, I, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, what uh yeah a lot of people you know to you know piggyback off what you said a lot of people don't have a problem that's you know you're the i guess the healthy healthy kind but at least for me you know yeah you know you pick up habits you know and you you know you go through like dysfunctional living and Mm -hmm. traumas and childhood or whatever yeah um 
then you pick up you know the the alcohol or whatever mm-hmm. um and uh you you it, you try to get fulfilled by it right that's yeah. the thing when you try to like make it your medicine or like yeah find god you're literally looking for the god sized hole yeah or that you'll never be able to fill right with yeah or even people some people like consume a lot like just go shopping Mm -hmm. everybody has some sort of addiction in some way right like social media Mm -hmm. yeah that that's some people just live on that and that's why you see uh like if 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 you saw America from a social media standpoint, you'd think it's a mess, right? But in reality, like most people aren't like that. That's just you walk outside and the yeah, sun's it's shining. Like the sun's there. It's a nice people day. Smiling. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Social media is a lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not real life. And some people, sadly, they they think it is. Oh yeah, if you if you pay attention to the news or social media, you're gonna think like the world is burning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you said you you did uh, wrestling in in high school. You, you just senior year. Yeah, I did. Well, I did uh, mainly in my senior year. I tried it in yeah. junior year. Okay. Um. Yeah. Did How did you like it? It was it was good for the point of uh, being like physically challenging and mm-hmm. challenging myself and getting. Um, it was fun at the end. I saw, I started learning a couple moves, you know, tossing some people. I was uh, mm-hmm. I was in the heavyweight class. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, my team, my my re- my high school wrestling team, like had like missing weight classes. We were small. Okay. So you had to cover a bunch of different weight classes. Yeah, well, yourself? they put me in the heavyweight. Which oh wow! <laughs> I was like maybe two twenty, which was the okay. other class. Like lightweight, light heavyweight, or something. Yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So, or no, two twenty is a class. It's a weight class in high school. Okay, okay. And then it was like two twenty plus. It's heavyweight. Really? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to, I had to like wrestle some like big country corn-fed corn-fed people (laughs) that's funny man do do you follow any like mma or any sort of stuff like that um well now i do crossfit Mm -hmm. uh do crossfit but um no i i mean i've seen like you know jujitsu brazilian jujitsu it's like incorporate you know they do grappling yeah um which is cool and they got you know something i might look into i something i would i would probably like maybe because wrestling was yeah. fun once you kind of started learning a couple moves it, it got fun it's not yeah. fun to like get pinned down by yeah, a, get beat up all the time because <laughs> I, I i do jujitsu currently um and the first i want to say well i've been doing it for about a year and a few months now and uh i want to say like but the first seven, eight months, it was horrible. Everybody's just beating the crap out of me. And, but there was something about it that always made me want to come back. And yeah, I feel like wrestling has that same aspect to it. That it's, cool. They're very different, but it's... It's rewarding to like challenge yourself. Yeah. And who cares? You get beat up, but you're like, you're putting, you're challenging yourself. And it's kind of very, for us, for men it's very mm-hmm. masculine they're like yeah you know we kind of need 
something like that to like put our energy and focus into yeah in this yeah. age because we were wired to be like combative mm-hmm. um you know even or be like handsy or have some sort of hobby yeah um, it's um having that outlet has changed my life completely that did, did, when you were in the marines did you do any sort of combatives like uh uh i think they call it the army combatives in, in the army i don't know what they call it well in, the in marine the corps has a mcmap marine corps martial arts okay did you do that yeah it's it's pretty it's kind of tailored for like being able to do a couple move uh techniques mm-hmm. um under with, with like a fully vested you know heavy um in yeah. combat you know so yeah, you yeah. Gotta, like put a motherfucker in a uh, <laughs> in a arm bar and like take him down you know yeah mcmap techniques okay uh, you know hopefully we'll we'll you know coach you up train you to like be in the heat of the moment you know just punch the motherfucker <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man I, I didn't know if i could swear or not but now i know oh sure sure yeah uh, let it all out i forgot i forgot to ask you in the beginning before we even started so I'm like, there were times where I was like, oh, should I swear? No, I'll just keep it clean. Um, well, you know, that uh, I guess about me, it's like, yeah, I have these big spiritual ideas, but mm-hmm. I'm also from Chicago and I, you know, throw a couple of those. Uh, yeah, it, it, there's, words out there. they're very useful, you know, <laughs> taboo words. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like uh, Mr. Anthony Robbins. Uh, yeah. We're both fans yeah. of. Yeah, man, it's it's very interesting to see how just using a word like divides a room a certain way. Yeah, there's a lot of emotion behind words. Yeah, he even said it. He's like, "What if I said penis?" Yeah, and although I said it, that's a cock. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's penis just sounds like boring. Yeah, and it sounds so uh, so like biological you know it's like biology man. class yeah it, that's exactly what it is right so like, yeah like you're learning in sex ed like um oh this is the penis and uh underneath this is the testicles yeah the scrotum is the bag that holds the testicles i don't know if they would call it a bag but, <laughs> but no that's a cock yeah <laughs> <laughs> big old floppy cock right there right right yeah mm. so definitely uh you could swear okay um you know if you if you if you emotionally uh feel the need i I will but oh so will. you know okay cool that we're talking about tony robbins uh you what kind of you know personal development stuff have you, have you done just that or no so i like got into personal development when i was like 18 it, it, obviously, well, the the side of it that I'm going to mention is not the the most. Let's, I don't know. So when I I used to suck at like uh, with with women like completely. So I'm like, oh man, I got to do something about this. So I like found some stuff about like how how to be good with women because like I was horrible, right? right? And ironically, that's what started me on the path to be like, oh maybe this isn't so bad. Like you can learn how to do things and grow as a person, and so that was the first thing that I did and when I there was like this book that I read and it said um if you want to be an actor you go to LA or New York 
if you want to, uh, you know, whatever you want to do, you go to the place where they have the, the hub, right? And that, all, that line always stuck with me because, like, I wanted to do comedy since I was 12, but I never really pursued it until, like, I was, like, um, I don't remember how old I, I said I was 18, but I don't think I was 18. I was probably, like, in my 20s. And that's how, like, my first encounter with personal development. And when I moved to L.A., uh, I met this dude who was really big into that sort of stuff. And he mentioned Tony Robbins. Like I was, I, I was in like, I was 25 at the most. And I'm like, Oh, Tony Robbins. I've, I've, the name sounds familiar, but it like, it didn't register, but he's, he, he took me to uh, this other guy that like uh, was a spiritual teacher. And so I, I, like I did a bunch of lessons with him. And actually, like I did a yoga retreat with him. That's how I met my wife, who you, who, I, who introduced me to you. And uh, so, like, I, it was a yoga retreat in Costa Rica. Uh, I was, I think it was twenty six. So I was, I'm thirty five now. So that's nine years ago. Uh, so yeah, I, I like, like officially doing personal development stuff like for about ten years. But like, like specifically with like with Tony Robbins, I uh, like I the first time I like really uh, encountered him was with uh, uh, I watched the have you watched the documentary I'm Not Your Guru? Yes. Yeah. So I I watched that. I think it came out in 2017, 2016, some somewhere along those lines, and um, I thought that documentary had been out for a while. But it turns out like it's probably out for like three or four months at the time that I watched it. And so I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll watch this. And so the, the reason I watched it was like the, the, the teacher I told you that I went to do the yoga retreat with. So he passed away in 2016. And uh, so I was like a little down because he, like, he was like my buddy too, right? So like I was a little depressed. And I didn't know what to do. And like, it was like two days after he died. I'm like, oh, let's, my, my wife and I were just like, oh, let's watch this Tony Robbins guy. Like, we, let, let's see what, like, we, we need something to help us out here. So he watched the I'm Not Your Guru documentary. I'm like, whoa, that thing is impressive. Like what he's doing is like, cause I'd heard like, you know, people talk about someone, uh, whether they like him or not. And then like, I'd heard like, oh, he doesn't go deep or whatever. I'm like, and then I'm watching the documentary and I'm like, how is this not deep? You know, like the, the, he just, he's, he's like, he's dealing with people that are suicidal and he's helping them through their problems. And like, if this isn't deep, then mm -hmm. I don't know what your definition of deep is. Cause I, I don't want to deal with it. Um, so like we watched that documentary and the next day, one of my friends, she, uh, she said, Oh, we have, uh, the the book he had uh, the the guy that passed away we have a bunch of his books do you want to go through them see if you want to keep some and i was going through his books and there's this book that just keep kept staring at me it, it was a awaken the giant within if i'm gonna grab it real quick it's one of those old editions um here yeah go go grab it but yeah. this one right here like i think it's like a first edition like the really old version and yeah. that, that book just kept staring at me. I'm like, wow. It's like, I just, I really didn't know much about this guy yeah. at the time. And then 
I watched the documentary and then this book is right in front of me. I'm like, oh, I got to read it. So I do that. And the book changed my life. It like completely turned me around. Yeah, I have a couple of his books too. Yeah. I have a sign, signed uh, Tony Robbins book. Actually. Oh, nice, man. He came to Chicago. Oh, here it is. He, he came to Chicago. Uh, like mm-hmm. the first time I saw him, uh, he, he came here to Chicago. Um, and for whatever reason, like, uh, lucky me got the the sign version. Nice, man. That's awesome. <laughs> I saw like this past, um, you know, what was it like last month that we were mm-hmm. at UPW? Yeah. Really ac- auctioning a couple of his products that were signed. Oh yeah. But this is a sentimental value. <laughs> yeah, of course, dude. That, that makes a, it's a, that, that's something you definitely keep in your, in your back pocket, right? Like that's something that's very special. Yes, it's it's cool. He's a you know he's a, a role um, a role model that mm-hmm. for a lot of us, yeah, uh, myself included. Um, you know he 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 talks about you know having a like a wholesome life and living, you know, living an outstanding life in mm-hmm. all areas, relationship, yeah. spirituality, financial, all of them, health, health, yeah, any sort of facet of life you have, just try to do it be outstanding in it yeah yeah and uh yes um grateful for your wife to introduce us and yeah man um yeah um she told me about that story too oh yeah (laughs) Uh, uh, how you guys met in coastal on a spiritual yeah yeah that's that's where i need to go on a spiritual retreat (laughs) yeah dude my wife that's the place to do it it's it was fun man because like I had no idea that I would like, I was just going to this trip. Like he kept telling me, Oh, you should come to the trip and do the, do the, the retreat. I'm like, I mean, you keep talking about it for so many times. I, I, I guess I'll listen to you. Right. But I had no idea. And, yeah. um, well, you're from Costa Rica. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. But the, the, with the funny thing was that I was already living in LA and I had to go to Costa Rica to meet my wife. Yeah, that's like, like those little God moments. Yeah, right. That that's when I'm like, oh man. I mean, and, and it's not like something. It, it it's just weird to explain, but it was like, this is this has to happen. You know what I mean? It's like that. There was no. Uh, there's no other option in this situation. It was it was very interesting to to see. Right. Yeah, I I agree. Sometimes we're just so like we want to do it our way. Mm-hmm. Um, like this is my plan, and this is how I plan on meeting my wife, or plan on yeah being happy. And then, but like the universe or God, whatever you want to call it, has has all those things ready for you. Yeah, but it's like on the other side of, or it's like where you're at. It's actually, or mm-hmm. it's like where you're at yeah yeah you like you gotta go through the other stuff to like appreciate it and yeah you gotta be ready for it right yeah yeah you know that's that's awesome yeah you know you um uh, do you have you tried like plant medicines so um i don't know if the statute of limitations has gone by <laughs> so i i, I did limitation um, i don't know man so i i did ayahuasca once and uh, it was an interesting experience, to say the least. Uh, I wouldn't do it again, but uh, it's it's a 
you get results with it. Like you learn a lot about yourself when you're doing something like that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you've done it. Yeah, I'm how, how, I'm going to do it again. Okay. Well, what was your experience? <laughs> I mean, it must have been positive for you to do it again. Well, you know, I was kind of like after the ceremony, I said, "Oh, I'm never doing this again." Okay. <laughs> but it has been a positive. It's you know yeah. healed a couple, healed me spiritually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see it as a spiritual teacher. Yeah, definitely. Ceremonially, you know, taking it in respect, um, in ceremony. Um yeah, it's it's kind of I mean, there's a lot of documentaries on it now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people doing it. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I don't plan on, you know, being a shaman, but yeah. you never know, like <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah. you know, you know, it's a tool at least that's how i've heard it being described it's a tool to like yeah heal my heal myself in a way yeah it's that's exactly what it is it's a tool uh and if as long as you're doing it with someone that knows what they're doing and i mean everybody's going through their own experience while they're on it right so um like i learned a lot from it and like to me it was a positive thing like the results were positive but the experience was like whoa (laughs) yes same Um, same here but it was uh, but yeah i came in and out of you know well you see kind of like the veil of the the veil is open like mm -hmm. this is our reality yeah yeah you know this is kind of what they've been talking about in the bible kind of yeah um kind of what like people try to say like this is what happens after death yeah like you definitely see a bunch of like weird things that you ha- you don't know how to explain and exactly like oh this the veil is open this is what you really see oh all right i don't know if i'm that excited about it but okay but it, it's you come back like with uh, yeah like it's gonna be okay like yeah regardless if my soul this is where it's gonna go end up afterwards i have no control over it and this is yeah. where i came from yeah might as well enjoy life might as well yeah. That's you know love my neighbor, love my relatives. Mm -hmm. People will love we're all passing by. Where's all by? Yeah. So yeah, man. Um well yeah, thank you for for uh doing the podcast. Oh dude, thanks for having me on. I had a great time. Um, you know, where where can people find you? Uh you can find me on Instagram at uh so it's hollow two but it's it's spelled k-h-a-l-u the number two k-h-a-l-u two and then uh i have a podcast called forgive and forget if you look for forgive and forget either hal sadie or halil k-h-a-l-i-l sadie and like either one will show up uh what the hal sadie one is on youtube and the the one with my full name is is the one like the the feed on it's on mostly everything but it's like the apple podcast the spotify the mm-hmm. the google store whatever i don't i don't even know how many services there are anymore but it's it's on most of them at least yeah well and uh if they're ever in utah they can uh maybe you know stumble yeah, maybe. upon one of your shows yeah man so um in st george utah that's where we mostly do shows locally and uh hopefully i'll I'll go to a city a city near you at some point i don't know 
Yes. All right. Thanks, brother. Thank you, my man. Thank you for having me on. It was a great time.